Welcome to another episode of Clean Breaks. Today I got my cousin on here with me. We're gonna talk some boxing. We just gonna randomly spit out shit. All right, cuz I don't know if I ever asked you this, but name your top five Mexican greats all time. Ooh, that's tough. I, I, I may have to, I may have to write, I'm gonna have to write that down, cuz just my 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 history when it comes specifically to Mexicans may not be as vast as yours, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try. All right. In no particular order. No order. No order. Just give your uh top five Mexican greats all the time. Okay, I'm gonna go with De La Hoya. Okay, that's one. I'm gonna go with uh uh, uh Chavez. Okay, senior. Okay, Bully, senior, of course, junior man. I, he started out pretty great, but I'm not sure what happened. I think he just uh, didn't want to do it. Mexican. Wow, cuz. Uh, what's the two cats that, that had the wars in the in the late 90s, early 2000s? Marco Antonio Barrera. 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 Eric Morales. Yes, sir. So Barrera and Morales. Goddamn right. That's four. Um, huh. I, I I know I know I know this is gonna be cliche and might be a little lazy. I'll throw Canelo in there. That's lazy, but you know a lot of people see him as a Mexican great already. So I I, I think he'll 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 go down. Um, I don't. I don't. Know? I think ESP, I think ESPN and all the major guys that campaign, the mainstream media will do that. But those who really know boxing, when you look at his record, who did he fight? Because if he you name some he, he fought Triple G. All right, cool. Uh, he fought, he, of course, he fought Triple G what? Twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. You you could uh, he fought he fought Lara well he fought Lara but he got beat he got beat by Lara I think he lost to Lara and that doesn't mean so anything do it doesn't mean so anything do I. but I no. think Lara won that fight okay that's so that's a I. good fight but um, for the majority of his resume he fought guys who were on their way out he fought Shane Mosley on his way out yeah he fought Cotto on his way out um, Austin Trout gave him a decent fight yeah yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but when you compare him to those guys on your list, his record just doesn't stack up to what they've done. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So my list would have been without uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, it would have been Eric Morales, Marco Antonio Barrera. Yep. It would have been uh, Ricardo uh, Finito Lopez. Uh, it would have been Juan Manuel Marquez. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, I forgot about Marquez, cause uh-huh. wow. And then nice. it would have, and then it would have been Salvador Sanchez. You understand? I, I didn't, I didn't really get into Salvador Sanchez until like looking at some of the old fights recently. So yeah, but great, great list. I, I don't, I don't disagree with any of those. Yeah, 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 man, nice. Yeah, um, who's your top five outside of like period? Outside, all, all time. Yeah. Roy Jones Jr. Nice. I like that. Marvin Hagler. I like that. Uh, Jack Johnson. Sugar Ray Robinson. The original, the OG, and Archie Moore. 
Wow, you're going back. Yeah. Because I, I'm quite sure if I get those guys a fight, um, it's a good chance they're going to knock out or hurt anybody that you put in front of them. And if I keep going, I could put James Tony on that list. Absolutely. Uh, I could put who else could I throw on there? I could throw Thomas Hearns on there. I could throw I don't do that. Hey, man. Being I, skinny, being skinny and kind of tall myself. <laughs> I could throw. I always love Tubby. Yeah. Tubby Hearns. It's he a lot of did. guys you could throw on there. All time greats. I, you could, I could throw a lot of guys on there all time. Um, who's a, someone? Who's another guy that I, I, would, I would throw on there? Um, Sergio Maravilla uh, Martinez. Um, who from, else? Uh, from Argentina. Uh, Argentina, absolutely. Argentina. Who uh, uh, not Paul Williams? Smooth. Yeah. Smooth the fuck out. Uh, Carlos Monzon, guys like that. Mm. Um, mm. Um, uh, what's his name? Juan Domingo Rodan, who was, who was, I don't, he's, he's a tough son of a bitch. He gave Marvin Hagler a hell of a fight, even with a busted up eye. Um, you know, guys like that. So, Hey man, what did you ever hear about the story of uh, Felix Tito Trinidad? They say he his hands used to have used to be wrapped incorrectly. He had illegal wraps in his hand. I know ne- I never heard of that. You never heard of that? So okay. who, why why wasn't it ever uncovered, you think? When when the it was uncovered when it, it was finally uncovered when Bernard Hopkins fought Tito Trinidad. Nassim Richardson, God rest his soul, was in the back watching him get his hands wrapped. But but Nassim was the same one that discovered the other guy. um, Antonio Margarito. Yeah. So he went back there. He told Tito that they need to rewrap his hands because it was wrap wrong. Mm -hmm. And he said, if I rewrap, they told him if we rewrap our hands, this is the day of the fight now. This is right before the fight starts. He said, if I rewrap my hands, we're going home. We call a fight off. He said, no, you won't because this is a fight that we agreed to. This is a scheduled fight. And if you pull out, you won't get paid. So he went and he rewrapped his hands. And Bernard commenced to putting, putting, that, putting, putting the paws on it. And uh, what do the, you think? The person who spoke on it before that was Fernando Vargas. Fernando Vargas said... On my way to the hospital, I told my wife that the power he had was unreal. It was like someone was hitting me with a bat. I, I, I always liked Fernando Vargas. I liked I, him I, too. I'm saying, uh, have you uh, have you seen that going back and seeing the fight with Delo, uh, De La Hoya? Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a good fight. And then De La Hoya yes, figured sir. it out, started bouncing on his toes so he could get that left hook going, and he called him. Mm. Yeah. I knew something was up when he started bouncing. I was like, why is he bouncing? He's like, he must see something. And then all of a sudden, you just saw him turn right into it. I was like, yeah, there it is. So what does bounce into it? And forgive my ignorance. No, it ain't, it ain't ignorance at all. Well, you could call it, for those who are listening, ignorance just means that you don't know. It's not to, to be an insult. But when you're bouncing like that, it's like you recognize something, you know? And mm. for, for me, it's a tale. Like, it's like, okay, he sees something that the rest of them don't see. So you pay attention to it and it happened in, 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 in a matter of 10 seconds when he caught Fernando. So it was a certain thing that um, Fernando do as far as coming forward, planting his feet or the way mm-hmm. that he had his stance. And it was something that Shane Mosley recognized too when he does it. So 
Mm. Oscar being a taller fighter at 5'10", 5'11", him being like equal odd to uh, Fernando. He just saw it and he threw the left hook. Was Fernando that tall as well? Yeah. He's, wow, about, he's like 5'9", 5'10". Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I always liked Fernando. He, he, was, he was a beast. Yeah, but he said he said in an interview that he did, he said, man, if you ever go back and pay attention to that fight, you can clearly see that he looks um, that. No, he said when you go back, he said, when I go back and watch that fight, man, he's like, this guy was hitting me with so much force. He said, I've never been hit like that in all of the fights that I had. He said, I don't even remember the majority majority of the fight because I was so out of it. Wow. But but uh, uh, Tito Trinidad did kind of pack a punch there, though, because he would get he would get your ass up out of there. He would. But what I would like for you to do, which kind of made me think that what Fernando Vargas was saying is true, is go look at Tito Trinidad record after he fought Bernard Hopkins. So would you argue he, he was never the same or after, after after he got after the hand wrap got discovered? He was never able to. There was nothing else there because it was just like, oh. now you've been figured out now. Same way with Antonio Margarito, right? Now that we know what you are. But you, what do you, you don't, do? you don't think that's what, with, with anybody? Is that not the same thing that happened like with Mike Tyson? Like once, once the, the veil of uh, invulnerability was, was taken off unmasked. Yeah. He was like once he was shown to be a mere mortal, <laughs> he started losing. Yeah, but he started losing because he had so much success thrown at him early. You know what I mean? Mike, Mike, once once Customato died, Mike was just a wild, just a wild guy. He was just wild. Like, couldn't nobody tell him nothing. He wasn't training properly. And he said it himself, even on his podcast, he said it. I did, I wasn't training properly. I was fucking bitches you know, all through my camp. He's, I was fucking him, you know, in the back right before the fights. I was doing cocaine and all that shit. Mike said that. So you can only imagine a guy like that not being in complete control and, and all these vices are in front of him. And when you're not training properly, you're going you're gonna to fuck up. All right. King, King's disease, huh? Yeah. So after Bernard Hopkins, who yep. lost in a t- TKO, he fought Hassan Sharifi at, one, at 160, who he knocked out. He mm-hmm. fought Ricardo Mayorga, who he knocked out. Mm-hmm. And then he fought Ronald Winky Wright, who, who would also who be on my put, list. Who beat him beautifully. Boxed his head off until Boxed it almost popped beautifully, cuz. Was a, was a masterpiece. Wow. <laughs> Magnifico. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Be- beautifully. Jabbed his ass back. <laughs> Beautifully. People don't get Winky Wright. Winky Wright was doing so well that he, he even started throwing uppercuts uh, by the seventh round in that fight. People don't get Winky Wright his props. No, they don't. And, and uh, to say to speak on that, Errol Spence reminds me of him a little bit. Oh. Uh, I, I, I don't think Winky was, he was, he was, I don't think he was marketable. He didn't have the, 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 the personality, if you will, maybe he was like too humble or too. Uh, he was a regular guy and they were expecting yes. him to be more yes. than that. I think. And the other thing about it was Winky, even though he came forward and he wanted to outbox you and put pressure on you, 
Winky didn't go for knockouts. Like, he stayed within his stance. He didn't throw the hardest shots that he could. If you go back and watch it, he threw everything to snap. Pat, 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 and he get back. Pat, pat, and he get back. Pat, pat, and he get back. One, two, pat, pat, and he get back. Pat, 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 and he get back. He never sat down on punches to kind of, like, take uh-huh. your head off. So the marketability of, of a guy that was, a, like, a knockout artist wasn't there for them. But Winky right. was very talented. He was, he was, he was about. Him and, and, and Sweet Pete, Parnell Whitaker, were some talented left-handed guys, but Sweet Pete had more of a flash because he knew that he could see everything before it happened. So, which would make him more marketable because he, from, from a, from a uh, showmanship standpoint, he was able to put on a better, a better show, which the same argument you could have towards Floyd that people disliked is because Floyd's fights were typically boring. Correct, because he was a he was a uh, a master tactician. craftsman. He was a master yeah, craftsman and a tech te- and a technician. And the thing about that is, when you're that good, you need a heel. You need a bad guy, right? So him being so good and not getting knockouts because of his, the hand issues and everybody else being bigger than him at the time, he needed the 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 Mexican knockout artists. He needed all these Latin knockout artists or whoever was at the top. To, to rival him because styles make fights as well right? right so he needed that but floyd was floyd was a motherfucker too man and people forget that with floyd before it was money mayweather it was pretty boy floyd pretty boy floyd was knocking people out at right. 130 135 hey man I'm, I'm i know you you and i have had this this conversation and i won't say argument or, or discussion ad nauseum but I think Florida go down as one of the greatest fighters ever, bro. He will. He will. There's no, you can't, you can't deny it. Like the only thing that you're going to, that people going to bring up or they're going to try to pick apart is the fact that he didn't fight Paul Williams or Antonio Margarita or Costa Zoo when he should have fought them. They're going to bring that, they're going to bring that type of stuff up. Oh, and then they're going to say things like, uh, he fought Juan Manuel Marquez, and Juan Manuel Marquez was at 130 and came up to 147 to fight him. So there's going to be some issues there w- for him, but he will go down as an all-time great. Because if he doesn't, I'm going to be the guy that says, well, who did Rocky Marciano fight? Yeah, I, I haven't seen, I don't think I've ever seen a Rossi, uh, Rocky Marciano fight at all, so... Okay, so away from that, Tito Trinidad's last fight was against Roy Jones Jr., and he lost that fight. Right. But were were those not, like, the elite of elite fighters, if you will? Correct. Those are the elite fighters, but it's kind of odd, you know, when you did fight the elite fighters, the knockout power went away and you couldn't land those, you, you couldn't land those type of shots. So. Cause I, I just, I just think that, that when, when, when faced with a opponent that's of a higher skill set than yourself, they're, they're able to disarm or take a, or take away some of the things that, that made you your strength. Who you are correct. And if you aren't able to make adjustments, then you, they make you look normal, just like uh, Winky Wright made him look below average. He looked like a, a D, a D level fighter that night. Just like, I mean, that jab was just working. 
just like it was it was it was a masterpiece. That's it one of you know what, and to be honest, cuz if I speak on that fight, that's one of my favorite fights of all time. I can watch that fight every day of the week. That shit was poetry emotion. Just they they could have put a 12-string orchestra to it. It yeah. just <laughs> yeah, you could have got rid of the crowd and just listened to the and just listen to them box and I'd have been happy. You could have turned and when I watched that fight, I turn I turn the sound down like I do with every fight because I don't wow. like the, I don't like the commentators because the commentators be saying some ridiculous shit sometimes. They, they do, especially back then at the time when you had Jim Lampley, he'd just be saying any type of things out of his mouth, man, and, and people would just be thinking that he was telling the truth or whatever. But I watch him. I, I kind of like Jim Lampley. Nah. I, I love Jim Lampley and, and, and I love the voice. Him. I love the voice and everything. And when he gets excited about boxing. But you ever pay attention to him, man? He says stuff that makes makes you go, "Yo, you have an agenda when it comes to certain boxers." Mm-hmm. Like not for the sport of boxing, but for certain mm-hmm. boxers, like you have an agenda. Like he was heavy on, he was heavy on uh, uh, Golovkin. He was heavy mm-hmm. on Kovalev. He was heavy on those guys. He was heavy on those guys. But when it came to guys like Floyd and everything, you know, why don't he just go for the knockout? Why don't he just go for the knockout? Floyd ain't the biggest guy. He's been fighting guys bigger than him his whole career. So when you go up to fight at 147, everybody is walking around at 170, 180, 190. Right, right, right. So when they hydrate the night of the fight, they probably are 160, 170. Floyd probably 140, 145, if that. Right. Yeah, uh, when he fought Canelo, they came to Atlanta, and I kind of went to the uh, weigh-in, or the little event they were putting on, and I I, I saw both of them. They, they're really both of they they're both small guys. Yeah, yeah. Canelo's like around my height, five eight. Right. But I was looking yeah, at him. Man. I was looking at him. I was like, I I, I get it. I get. But it. he's fighting like light heavy right now. He can. He can. How is that possible? Cause he's a big. He's really a big dude. To start at 140 and go all the way up like that, that just means he was already he was already a big dude. That I mean he was been he'd been sucking down in weight the whole entire time. Oh. You understand? So when he fought Floyd, Floyd made him come down to what 153, 152. He sucked down. But then um I heard something about that. Floyd said after the he said after the fight was over, he said, Man, if you saw him, he looked like he had gained about 20 pounds when the fight started. And I was looking at him like, yeah, you could tell. You could tell. You could look. He looked like he was 20, 30 pounds bigger than Floyd the whole fight. And what, what, wouldn't that cause a normal person problems to have somebody that's just physically bigger than you? It would, but when you're Floyd Mayweather and you know that draining down like that and then yeah. putting the weight back on makes you disoriented. And even though you will be able to fight mm. the night of the fight, you're mm. not gonna you're not gonna be all there. And it takes rounds. It takes rounds for you to get. Uh, acclimated to the to 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 what's mm. going on. So by that time, Floyd had already jumped on you. He had a he has a rhythm. Gotcha, gotcha. You understand? So wow, it's it's things like that. Like what they say in boxes is you take any advantage you can get. If you're taller, use mm. the jab. If you if you know how to uh, train yourself to lose weight properly and put it back on properly, then you use that right. to your advantage. If you know how to gain twenty pounds the day of the fight and ain't nobody watching. Then do it. They tell you that. Let me all the ask time. you. Let me ask you this: Is it harder? Is it easier to jump, jab up or down? Down. So if, if I'm a taller fighter, does it down. benefit me to? Down. So it's always down. 
because all your all is all pressure, right? It's like dropping a rock off a building. It's going down. Gotcha. Right? If you go on up, you're not used to throwing punches up a lot of the time, unless you train that way and you train to fight tall guys all the time. But usually you spend you expend so much more energy when you're trying to throw up. But ideally, you want to be able to jab lateral, lateral or down. Straight or straight or down. If, yeah. Because it's uh, it's all force when it's going down like that. Like you just you just dropping it. It's like throwing a, it's like hitting a hammer. Mm. You, you, you so do you it. think like Tommy Hearns that, that's what made him so Tommy was just skilled. So and Tom and Tommy Tommy Hearns had what like three different jabs. He had the stinging jab, he had the whip, and then he had the sock the, the shotgun jab. So he would just switch it up on you. So th- there 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 are different jabs. There's very it's variances of jabs, cuz. It's variances of jabs. Like if you if you um go back and I think if you watch his fight with Mark Breland, you will see it. You will <laughs> Mark see Mark Breland. Mark Breland was a beast too, boy. Yeah, he was like six. I didn't even know he was six two, man. Yeah, man. I didn't know that. I thought he was like five ten, five eleven yeah. doing that shit. And he was like, he's six two. But but if yeah, you go if four- you go back and watch that fight, you can see Tommy was. They were offsetting each other, and Tommy started to figure out, like, okay, if I faint and throw like a whipping jab, you know, you you won't catch on. And then when I finally faint and hit you with this right hand, you going home. Did he knock? I I, I don't remember him fighting Mark Breland, but uh, did he knock him out? Yeah, is an elephant heavy? <laughs> hey, I, I got some homework to do. Yeah, a lot of homework after this after this uh video. Yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark Breland was a talented amateur, man. But I think one thing that people underestimated with Tommy is they took him being tall as a weakness. And people have to understand when you're in that crunk gym, he sees everything, every type of style is coming at him. So he's seeing all this type of stuff. Like they don't, they don't understand that Tommy worked hard to be that good. Man, it's funny you say that, like in the, in the, uh, late 80s, early 90s, just watching like fights after fight after fight as a kid. The minute I saw somebody with like the crunk jet, crunk on their shorts, those yellow shorts with the red letters. Yes, sir. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, you knew it was going to be a Kung Fu fighter. You knew it was going to be an action fight. You always knew that when you saw a crunk guy. But one I thing I will say about crunk fighters yeah, is that they have always been vulnerable to to counter punches would you say that was a that was a uh a flaw in uh what's his name uh the, the uh steward uh emmanuel stewart emmanuel stewart that was a flaw in his in in his teaching so but but i can't say it's a flaw because if you know to go for it and your offense is your, your, your offense is your defense you kind of get guys going back because they feel the pressure and they don't they don't want that smoke. Man, you can you can feel what it's like when the punch is going by you. You know what that is. Like, yo, they okay, he throwing with, with some velocity. It's some shit coming with this with these punches. But when you're a relaxed fighter, like a one-man Will Marquez, and you know what that is, it's like, all right, cool. Well, let me, if he's gonna do that, let me get in the proper position the same way Canelo does too. Let me plant my feet. And if you just so happen to throw that hard right hand and I throw a left hook to the body, we'll see who, who wins out. You understand what I'm saying? If I slide the proper way and throw that left hook to the body before that, your right hand get back, you're in a lot of yeah. trouble. 
Same way with Gerald McClellan when he when he mm. fought. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He in that what was it? Nigel Ben or uh, mm-hmm. who did he fight? Was that Nigel Ben or was it the other the other one? Chris Eubanks. Who who was it? It was Nigel I'm, Ben. I'm trying to remember, but uh, it, it's the exchange of punches, right? Was it not Terry? Was it he fought Terry? He got knocked out by Terry Norris too, right? He he may have. I I can't remember, but. I, it's the exchange when they're yeah. exchanging. Tommy Hearns, Tommy Hearns, right? Yeah, he good as long as he throwing. But when you throwing back, that's when he become vulnerable, right? Same way with Mike Tyson. Evander Holyfield was like, "Yo, if you throw one, I'm gonna throw two. and he would throw one, and, and Evander sound out, "Hey, hey," and make you sit there and go, "Wait, you gonna return? You understand what I'm saying? So if you're not, that's if like- you're not, it's it's it, that's what they call the science because it's different. It's different ways of doing it, you know." It's different That's ways like Tony of Harrison. Tony Harrison and Charlo got 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 countered and got. Hey man, in the That's fight that I... he was winning though, in the fight where Tony Harrison could have came out a winner on that second fight, sure could have. Because if if you go back, I think one of the judges had him up. Two two of them had him down, but man, I, that's that's what I'm mad. If any fighter I'm rooting for right now, man, it's, it's, it's Tony Harrison more than anybody. I just, I don't think he has a, he doesn't have a championship mentality to me. Like, he needs he to didn't go look see, good like, in that last fight. psychologist or something. He didn't look good in that last fight, though. He sure did. He didn't look good. Well, his like dad that. died and his brother trained him. I, I don't, I don't know why he didn't go pick up one of the, one of the elite trainers. I don't either. I don't either. That would have been ideal to now that your dad, I mean, God bless his soul, your dad's no longer here. Go get somebody like a, a Ronnie Shields or I know Charlo's brother's trained by him or Buddy McGirt or uh, Virgil Hunter or somebody like that. Yeah, I got a I, right now. I got a problem with Virgil Hunter, man. I ain't feeling him right now, bro. Well, not Virgil Hunter. I'm sorry, my fault. Uh, Buddy McGirt, Buddy McGirt, be tripping. You, bro. you, you. Um, in a, in one of our conversations, you you seem to have some issues. What's your issue with Buddy McGirt? No, it's it's just the way that he goes about the 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 stuff that he be saying in interviews when they be interviewing him. Like, so the one interview I seen him say that Tiafimo was the best is the best light uh lightweight uh right now and i get that you're saying that because he beat the man right he beat yeah. uh he beat lomachenko but honestly do you really believe that teofimo lopez is the best lightweight do you really believe that he, he's up there he's up there but do you okay so you put him in the ring right now with Devin haney well trained they healthy going into the ring they're 100 they're 95 percent who you got coming out of that fight to win them? Devin Cheney. I mean, uh, Devin. Say it again. Devin Cheney gets beat. You think Devin Haney loses a fight to? I'm, uh, I'm sorry, not Haney. Uh, Devin Cheney. Devin Haney. Devin Haney lose. He's pillow yeah, handed, cuz. That ain't got shit pillow. to do with. Okay, Floyd was pillow handed. What the fuck that got to do with being able to box all night? But if 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 Lopez. Uh, Is per puncher and you and your pillow handed. Go ahead. You have you you uh disappear. Go ahead. Talk. If he's pillow, if he's pillow handed, 
and you can't get the dude off you, you're gonna have problems. That's fine. That's fine. And I, I don't think, and he, he has power and he's a superb boxer. You're not gonna be able to keep him off of you. I don't think he's a better boxer than what you what people may give him credit for. We'll, we'll have to see. But I, I, I yeah, we going we're, we're going to see. We're going to I see at some that, point. I think Devin Haney loses. I think Devin Haney gets knocked out. Yeah, okay. All right. People said that shit about Floyd too. I always remember that. Floyd cuz was a was a rare talent. Man, Floyd was a rare talent. Yeah. Floyd had cat-like instincts. So does Devin Haney, man, <laughs> who was once upon a time trained by Floyd Mayweather. brother. So there's that. But uh, we'll see one day. One day. If, if Teofimo ever gets the courage to fight him, we'll see. I got Devin. I'll put my money on Devin. Yeah, we might have to talk about that off, off camera. No, nah, we ain't got to talk a, a about wager. We ain't, ain't going to listen. Uh, we can make whatever uh, wager you want. <laughs> my money is on Devin Haney. I don't see a situation where Teofimo Lopez will be able to stop a guy who's more poised than he is, is more determined, and has a, a bigger, stronger skill set than he does. So you're not going to stop him. But when, not, you, when, when you got pillow hands, I, I just I, – I, I, the last few Devin Haney fights I've seen, I just – So you're saying a guy has to be able to knock people out? Is that what you're saying? He has to be able to knock people out? He doesn't have to be able to knock them out, but he ha- he has to be able to gain a certain amount of respect. And I bet you he to will. Keep, to I keep you from, bet you he will. You, to keep you from coming forward. And he will. He and will. what 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 I what I think was a misnomer about Floyd. Floyd had power. Floyd may not had enough. Floyd had enough power to to gain your respect, not not to keep coming, not to just keep coming forward towards him. I think Devin Haney has the same thing. I, I, I don't see it. I, I see it. I see it. Okay, I'll put it to you like this. In the fight with Jorge Linares, who kept coming forward? L- Linares, but... No, Linares, what? For 10, 9, 10 rounds, Devin Haney kept going forward, because what fight did you watch? And maybe I'm thinking about the wrong fight. My bad. Um, I just, he, he's pillow headed, cuz. He, that gonna, ain't got shit to do with being able to win a fight. So, okay. I agree. Pernell Whitaker wasn't knocking out everybody. But Pernell Whitaker, again, had cat like instincts to be able to duck and dodge and dash. And, hey, man, he was poetry in motion. All right, man. You, hey, you I don't know what you're looking music. at. I don't you know what you're looking at. You could put some music to uh, uh, Sweet Pea fights. I don't know what you're looking at, but Devin was, Haney, uh, Devin uh, Haney uh, is a very uh, good fighter. Devin Haney is a very good fighter. Pillow handies. Pillow handies. I don't give a shit about pillow handies. I don't, I don't give a shit about that. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. The man can box. I agree he can box, but... When it comes to some of these killers that that packs pop and and can get your ass out of there, he's gonna have some problems. So question then, why won't uh-huh. nobody fight him? It, it may not be time. It may not be. It may be money. It could be timing. Because be, if I know you got pillow hands, I want to fight because I want to see what's really up and. They know that they can't beat Devin Haney. All right, all right. So, 
again, for, forgive my ignorance. Does does uh David does David Cheney have a belt? He has a w, a he has a WBC light uh weight light lightweight championship. They'll get around to it. Who, they don't, who's, who's they don't want to fight him. They don't want to fight him. They don't want to. Ryan Garcia came out after his fight uh when he knocked out what's the guy's name that just retired. Uh, Luke Campbell, he said, Devin Haney would be my toughest matchup. I want to fight Tank Davis, but Devin Haney would be my toughest match. Tiafimo Lopez said, I, I want to fight De Devin. That would be my next fighter after the Cambosis fight. He took the Cambosis fight as his mandatory, quote, unquote, because he knew he didn't want to fight Devin Haney. After he had just said he would knock Devin Haney out. Yeah, Tiafimo beats Ryan Garcia. Everybody beats, and, Ryan Everybody beats uh, Ryan Garcia. Everybody beats Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia doesn't have enough in the tank. I think I think he gives Devin problems again because he's because Devin's pillow handed. Man, I, you keep talking about these pillow hands. I ain't got shit to do with being able to box and, and making a motherfucker respect you in the ring. If they knew. If they thought that was the case, they would just take the fight. If I'm not scared of you being able to hit me, then what's, why not just take the fight? They know they're going to get out boxed because for 12 rounds, 10 out of 12 rounds, 9 out of 12 rounds, you're going to get your head boxed off. That's it. That's it. Teofimo Lopez got all the belts, and now he over there in a situation he don't even want to be in because he can't get the fight. The fight is everything's being canceled. It's COVID and all this other shit. He could have easily Who, fought Devin. Could have easily Who's fought uh, Teofimo signed to? Uh... Uh, Bob Arum, flop tank. That, that that that's that that's your problem right there. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Well, that's part of the problem. I will say that that is part of the problem. But they, they don't want to fight Devin Dog. Roley Romero just went on a whole rant. What two weeks ago? Man, Roley Romero needs to sit his ass down. Man, Man. he's he he gonna he's gonna get hurt bad. <coughs> he's gonna get hurt. And I, I agree with that. I agree. I don't even think I think he's gonna get embarrassed. I don't even think he's gonna get hurt bad. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get put to sleep badly. This is gonna be it's gonna end up bad for that kid. I hope he I hope he gets as, as much money as he can and he manages his money well. And I hope he has enough wherewithal. If he does make some money, he still has the capacity to think. But he was talking shit about Devin. So Devin, did you hear about that? Devin texted Floyd and said, hey, can I get the, the fight against uh, Roley? He said, sure, go ahead. How your people reach out? It's easy for a dog to bark at the moon, man. Like, dogs gonna always bark at the moon. They always, but I'm saying, though, you said that you you would not Devin pussy ass out. And Devin said, all right, I'm gonna go have these people uh, draw out the paper so we can fight. And now you quiet. Why, cuz? Because they know. <laughs> man, wake up. Wake up, man. Wake up, cuz. <laughs> it's a wrap for these guys, man. I'm trying to tell you. A wrap for who? The only, the only person I'm worried about, well, I'm not even worried. The only person I, I really honestly feel that can be Devin is Tank. That's it. Well, no, the only person going to be Tank anytime soon is Tank. That's it. If That's I, it. I pray that that kid Hey, man, he, in a good, he in a good situation. I like where he is now, but before he was doing a lot of wild shit. I think that right. getting him under control a little a little more now. That I think he's start, he's starting to understand it that 
this is about legacy and about performing and making money and taking care of my family and getting out right. the way. And I think he's starting to understand that. But before, you know, he, he was doing a lot of silly shit. But I expect that from a guy 22, 23 years old. Uh, absolutely. I expect absolutely. that. So, you know, it's just a, certain things that he was doing that is just not conducive to his, his lifestyle. That, you know, you can't right. be out here just all the time doing all these unnecessary things. You know, you need to go sit down somewhere or you should be you should be in the gym or you should be watching tape with the guys that could be your next fights or whatever. Right. You know, so. But uh, I, I remember telling people that. No one at 130 or 135 could fuck with, with Tank. And people, oh, Devin Haney, Devin Haney. Now after he knocked out, now after he knocked out Barrios, they like, yo, Tank, Tank. It's like, motherfucker, I've been, now all of a sudden, yeah, I want to change our tune. I already knew what the kid was. I already knew what the kid was. You don't go to the amateurs and win 200, have 200 fights in the amateurs boxing. It's called boxing. You don't make it without being able to box. Him and Arrow. I don't understand what people... I don't get people sometimes, bro. I, like, I don't get it. If he had 200 amateur fights and he won a majority of them, that should tell you something. He does know how to box, but the, part, the problem is, is that the motherfucker can hit very fucking hard. He has an eraser. Man, that, he's a beautiful boxer. He, again, he has those cat-like instincts where he, where he, uh, he already knows what's coming and he's all he's already in position to either block it or or move away from it yeah but the only person gonna be tank is tank yeah yeah until and, somebody and, else comes along but for right now he good ain't nobody ain't nobody gonna bother him and i i i i know i'm i'm, bring, I'm bringing up this word it might come up quite a bit because i've been listening to the new nas album is a the, the king disease too? It's just I think that that's that's a true phenomenon that men especially can can suffer from you when it comes to the, the women, success, yeah. the money, the food, the fame, the notoriety. Like you got to be a special person to be able to take all of that stuff in perspective and stride and deal with it. But, but I think being your, able to have to have, excuse me, have Floyd is no. a blessing for him because now you get to see it from the from the master himself. Floyd didn't drink, he didn't smoke, he did go he to the club. Smoke. He did go to the club, he did like women, but he didn't drink and smoke. Like he hung out because he wanted to be outside. He wanted to hang out, so he came out, but he didn't drink or smoke. He didn't do nothing to poison himself. Or and for those who are listening, man, when you're drinking, you actually decalcify the muscles. So. You know, if you're a fighter, that just takes so much out of you from doing that. Um, anybody in general, but, you know, uh, you have to work even harder to knock off what you, I would consider rust from drinking like that. But uh, since he's around the, the, the man himself, Floyd Mayweather, 50 and 0, you get to learn these things. You see it firsthand. Being around Floyd should be your motivation. When you're walking around his house and you're seeing all the stuff this man got and all the bells and the, the, the maze and the cars and everything, I would think that's motivation for me to, to continue to get better. Yeah, it didn't seem to work for Adrian Broner. Well, Adrian Broner's a different case, you know? That's another guy that, man, what a, what a, what a waste of talent. I like think was, you know what I just think it might have been something mental with him, man. I think I think Adrian and clearly, and, and clearly you could tell because he was saying clearly because I heard him say this a couple of times when he was on Instagram. If I'm looking out for everybody, 
who's the person that's looking out for me? If I'm a strong person, where's the person that's looking out for me since I'm the person I got to be strong all the time? And I was listening to him talk. I was like, yo, someone needs to go talk to him, man. Like, he needs help. Well, that, that's why you that's why you were put in the position you're in. Like, you are that strong person that, that you were given the ability to be able to take care of everybody. Like, hell, who the Superman and Batman? Who, who do they talk to? They talk to monsters themselves, bro, and the rest of the Justice League. But when they ain't had nobody to go to, you have you got to believe in yourself. You are absolutely. You are your own savior. You know, so absolutely. To anybody that's listening, you are your own savior. Just, just like the Wizard of Oz, like the, the moral of the story that all the stuff you were looking for, you had it the whole time. Yeah, you are. You had courage. You had a brain. You had, uh, uh. The, the, the key to the yellow brick road or whatever. The smarts and all that. You had it, you know. Yeah, you the had phone, it the whole time. Yeah, you had it. But um, I think, I feel like it was happening before that uh, Maidana fight. People said it was it was after the Maidana. I, ha- I think it happened to him before that Maidana fight. Because they fast-tracked him. A lot of people don't know. If you go back and look at his record, he wasn't supposed to beat Ponce de Leon. And he beat Ponce de Leon. And then his next three or four fights, right before he fought Maidana, they were pushing him up, up the ladder very fast. When they threw him in there with Pauli uh, Malinaji, you know, that was a big fight. He done fucked Pauli Girl, done, done beat him and everything like that in the ring. And then they threw him in there with Maidana. So he got fast-tracked very quickly, and I don't think he was ready for it. And Pauli, man, was, gave him problems. And Pauli was pillow. Again, Pauli Malinaji was pillow-handed. Was a great boxer, but just couldn't couldn't gain enough respect to keep to keep anybody off him. I hear that, but Pauli Malinaji was fighting guys that were just bigger than him. And in, in, in the fight that he when he fought Cotto, to me, and I could be wrong, but it looked like Cotto was carrying him that fight. When you say carrying carrying him, what do you mean? Instead of just knocking Pauli ass out. Gotcha. And watching him go down, you at times it would look it looked like Cotto was holding him up and pushing him back into the ropes and letting him rest. And he was wrestling him around the ring. But it could be me. Same way with the Mike McCallum fight and and uh, Roy Jones Jr. It looked like he was carrying him. But that's just me. It just looked like certain certain fights, I just noticed things like that. And I could be wrong. But I, I do think that in the Cotto fight with Pauli Malinaji, he was getting carried. But, you know, just what I think. All right, so but who would you say is your top five all time? Not not just Mexican. Do you have a top five all time? Yeah, I'm gonna have to write it down again. All right. Um, <laughs> this might shock some people. Livingston Bramble. All right, that's one. I'm gonna go with Tommy Hearns. I'm gonna put Floyd in there. That's three. I'm, I'm gonna say this name was may shock some people, man, because I would say this person was ultimately like my introduction. Michael Carberhall. Okay, that's four. 
Um, I'll put Roy. We'll say number five, Roy Jones. Because in, in the end, I'm going to ask you, do you believe that any of those guys could beat the top guys at their weight class? I know Roy can, but I don't know about. Um, you 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 can put an asterisk by <clears throat> you can put an asterisk by Livingston Bramble and Michael Carbajal. I mean, they they were kind of I guess what you would call clubhouse fighters, somebody that that may not have beat the elite fighter, but just they they they're. I would say they're the ones that really Michael Carvajal, I came in in that era and just living some bramble <laughs> upset one of my one of my favorite fighters at the time. I don't know if you remember Obacar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was Over out of Chicago or was out of Detroit? I'm not sure, but the name does sound Obacar. Hold on, let me check it out. Let me check it out. Obacar was so growing up in Mississippi. Obercar was one of my best friends growing up. Cousin. So I would always be like, Oba's fighting tonight. Oba's fighting tonight. And Oba was like 20-something and O and got knocked out by Livingston Bramble one night. Yeah, he's from Detroit. He's from Detroit. Oh. Oba was a, was a beautiful fighter. But I'm not sure what happened to him. Um, you know what? It's a lot of guys from that crunk gym era uh, that just didn't make it. It's a, quite a few guys. I can't even remember a, a few of them. And I was talking to somebody about them like three three or four months ago. There's some guys that came out of the crunk gym that were really, really good early on yeah, uh, because of the streets or because of yeah. having to raise families or take care of their siblings early on. They just fell away from boxing, you know, and they went and got like regular jobs or they were killed or they went to jail, you know, but um, Detroit had a lot of, they had a lot of good talent out of there. And have these multi-million dollar contracts or they were, man, making a few hundred dollars, I imagine, per fight. Yeah, yeah. Get your brains knocked out. Getting there brains bashed in for $75. Like, are you kidding me, bro? And still got to split that with your trainer and, and, and your agent. <laughs> right. So after the fight, you basically back to zero. $5. You got enough for a McDonald's, a, a, a kid's combo. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you got to take that back to the house. And your wife looking at you or your girl looking at you like, man, what? What the fuck are you doing? But that's why you can understand certain guys, they train so hard and they are, they're always at the gym. That's why you can try to tell people you can you can never doubt the, the, the heart and determination. This whole thing with analytics with like basketball, like analytics and all mm-hmm. that shit. That shit is cool. Right. But mm-hmm. analytics can't tell you nothing about a person's heart. It can't tell you nothing it about sure, a person's sure drive. It can't and answer what? those questions about about a person. It can only tell you how much a person is doing on the court at a particular time, but it can't, it can't measure your heart. It can't. And, and it's funny you say that uh, my wife's cousin happened to be here yesterday. So we were watching the uh, Kavalaskis and uh, uh, Ortiz. 
Yeah, or Ortiz fight. And we were just I was kind of telling my wife about boxing. I was like, whoever you are, whoever you aren't, if you get in a boxing ring, all of that's coming out. You get undressed. Whoever you are, it's gonna get exposed. Yeah, you're gonna get undressed. And that's what I love about boxing, cause it's like you can be tough, all the tough shit you want. You get in that ring. If you got some panties under there, all that, it's it's your skirt is coming up, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, and that's man. for all of us. I mean, in life general, just that's why, man. Like it's it's no reason to be tough and try to act tough. Like it's so it's okay. But you don't want to know what what I noticed that for years, so many guys tried to be tough and wanted to be tough. You know what I mean? That they always did things to go out their way to act, not be tough, but to act tough. And a guy that's usually, that usually is tough doesn't want to be bothered because the last thing, last thing he wants to do is show you how aggressive he can actually be. Correct. Because once, once, once you get there, we there and we stuck, you stuck with the shit. Like I'm not, and, and I'm not a guy that's out here trying to preach about being tough. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got an anger problem. Like, it's under control. So it's so under control. But if I lose my shit, like you have to deal with everything that I'm about to give you. Like you have to deal with it because it's an on switch. It's not an off switch. Like you got to take it. I am the same exact person. And I will like, I will literally try to tell you there's no gray area with me. I'm either cool or I'm like, let's just go outside. It's just, I need a fair one. Yeah, and, it, and it's just that, but you get these guys, like we were saying, through boxing, you can, it, it reveals, it reveals who you are, it reveals your true character. Can you bite down and go forward? Yes. Or, or are you going, or are you going to tuck your tail and yes. run? You know what I mean? Just so, like this heavy, this heavyweight fight, this heavyweight fight, fighter out of England, uh, that quit a few months ago, like took a knee and didn't get up. And it was touted as one of the, the top fighters to maybe even fight Deontay Wilder. Really? What's this black kid out of England got beat, got beat by this other English fighter, this light-skinned kid that boxed, that boxed, boxed him all night. Oh, so you're talking about the Joe Joyce versus Daniel Dubois? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Daniel Dubois took a knee and didn't get up. But his, but his, I was like, his eye was fucked up though, cause he couldn't. He, fuck your eye. You will deal with that tomorrow. Yeah, I hear you, but if you can't see out that motherfucker, you know you. That's your. That's the rest of your life. You got to go around like that. You understand? So, uh, all right, then. What, what was it? His eye was that the. Was that yeah, the issue? His eye was fucked up. He kept getting jabbed in that shit. That eye was. He fucked. sure was. That eye was fucked up, and you know, for anybody that's listening. When your eye is swollen during the course of a fight or any part on your body hurts, imagine a person keeps tapping it all night. It becomes <laughs> a sharp pain and you hate the shit. And he just took the quickest route out. He's like, yo, I'm done. I, I did it for two or three rounds. I just, I can't get around a jab. You think that's a coward's way out? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm going to disagree with you there, cuz. I don't, I don't believe it's a coward's way out. If you know that you can't take no more, then you, then you surrender. You surrender. The other option, cuz, is to go forward and get your head knocked off. Cuz, tell me you will you willing to go forward and get your head knocked off. Tell that. Tell me that. Be be honest. 
Say that again. You you broke up for a sec. Tell me that you are honest. You're you're willing to go forward and get your head knocked off. Yes. Most guys aren't that brave. So they will they will take the knee or they will take the 10 count or they will say that they had enough because they don't want to go for it. And he said, yo, I can't do it no more. Because he thought his brute force was going was going to win out the fight. And it didn't. Joe Joyce came in there, who's an Olympic medalist, I think, or an Olympic fighter when they outboxed him. I just think in life, you gotta you gotta be willing to go to that dark place that most yeah. people just don't. Don't want to go. Some people don't have that though, cause like I, I don't lost teeth and shit. So I, it's it's gonna be whatever you gonna, but you are gonna have to. It's gonna be me or you. It's gonna be one or the other, and you know, I'm still here, so I ain't backing down. But it, to speak on those who don't know what that's like, you get guys who talk tough, and they all their life, and they've been bigger than everybody else, so they've never fought nobody that's bigger than them or that's the same size because they've been bullying people. You know, you get guys that just talk a lot of shit because they're not really expecting anybody to rise to the occasion and put right. hands, put paws right. on. So. You got all these guys out there with, with, with loose mouths and everything, and, and they've never experienced nothing. And then the moment you put them in front of adversity, they're done. They done. They do. I seen it. I seen it too many times. I know I be what joking and shit. I be joking around sometimes, but when it get to when it comes to aggressive behavior, that's when I, I be like, all right, I'm a, I'm chilling out now, not because I'm scared, but because if we get there, we got to stay there. Cause I'm with all that shit. I want what you want. I want what you want out of this now. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I, I always just stay, try to just stay in the background. Just like I just. And I never wanted to be the the, the macho guy. I always thought that was like the silliest thing in the world to be a guy running around poking your chest out all the time. Because I couldn't, cause I was, I was always skinny. Mm. Well, and I then, so I never, I never had the. To your point, everybody was always, if they weren't bigger than me, they they weighed more than me. So I just I, I, I was just always cognizant of that. It's everybody that, was already bigger than me, cause like that's how I learned to get better. Like that's how I learned to hit harder or, or right. move and everything. Cause right. my god brother Paul, his whole family, like everybody was always bigger than me. They was always bothering me and picking on me and telling me, yo, this is the only way you're gonna get tough. So by the time I got into fights with guys who were my size, they were already at a loss because I was hitting harder than what they was expecting. Oh. You understand what I'm saying? When you fighting guys is like twice your size and you're eight, nine, ten years old, it make a hell of a difference. It make a hell it's of a difference. With, so for me, you, I never decided that I'm going to engage in that type of thing, especially once I got older and people knew that I could fight. They said never started, always ended. Right, right. <clears throat> But yeah, I see, I see it, I see it too. I see it often. And I don't, and for anybody that capitulates, I get it. You're, you're being broke down. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing else you can do. So you capitulate. You say, yo, I'm, I'm done. I'm done for the night. And you live to fight another day. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't see nothing wrong with it, but it just depends on who you are. But you, you still have to live with the fact that you took a knee, like that you, you gave up. And I, I think that haunts you, man, forever. Does it really, or do you just know that, that night? You just are you sure? It because does. you just you just it know does. that night that you just didn't have it, man, dude. I uh, 
I, I know this is gonna this is gonna sound crazy, man. I didn't fight this kid once. <laughs> this may sound crazy. I didn't fight this. I didn't fight this kid back once in junior high school, and I still think about that. And he pushed me down, and I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything about it. That still bothers me to, to this day. I lost four, in the amateurs four times. I'm okay with that because I lost a guy, I lost the guys that were better than me, but I got my leg back later on, so I'm okay. We we did, yeah. I'm I'm not like I played chess. All right, I, I used to play chess. I haven't played in a while, but I can tell you all my chess losses that happened years ago, and it still bothers me. Any loss I ever had just made me better, though. Yeah, dude, I, I, I lost. I lost when I got married at the Justice of the Peace, the security guard. I lost to the security guard. And I still think about that. That's good for you because it motivates you. But for me, if I if I let shit like that eat me up, I'll go back looking for those looking for those losses for revenge. And the ones that I can't re- I can't get back. Cause one of the guys I think I was boxing at the time, he got killed or some shit like that. Mm. Um I think his family was involved in crime or whatever, and he was he was coming to the gym or something like that. And he was in a car, and I think I—I I, I don't know. I—I may have—I may have the story wrong, but he was going to the gym or something, or coming from—I forgot how it goes—and they pulled up on the side of the car while he was in it with his fan, with the rest of the family, and they—they they tore it up. So, so you—you you only lost four fights in your amateur career. That's it. Wow. Okay. On the streets, I probably lost like three or four too, but. Yeah, I got—I got beat up pretty bad as a kid trying I, to act tough. And I didn't get beat up, beat up pretty bad. I got, I got when I got beat, when I got beat up bad, I was outnumbered. That's when I really got beat up bad. But if we yeah, talking straight up, hand up, hand to hand combat, it was rare for me to take a loss because I already knew what was going to happen. I already knew what it was. Yeah, there, there was this new kid that moved into the neighborhood and I was trying to act tough. And man, the dude, he, cause he hit so hard. I was just like, I've never to this day been hit that hard. Like he just like, damn he hit hard. And he was I, small in stature, but he he was he was later known to be like one of the, you know, in every town, every city, there's like guys that are known for like their hand game, and like he, he's not the one you want to mess with. Yeah, he later became to be known as one of them. Yeah, and I and I had a fight with him. He man. That's why I tell people all the time, man. It's just best to just shut the fuck up if you don't know what you're getting yourself. If you don't know what you're getting yourself into, just shut the fuck up. Freedom of speech is a beautiful. You freedom of speech is a beautiful thing. I love it. I love being able to say things and and, and speak. But it's at certain times is it when you when you don't know who you're talking to. Sometimes it's just best to be quiet, man. Because I'm the guy that goes quiet after a while doing a conversation. Like if we playing basketball. And you start trash talking. I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm gonna show you, you what like I'm able me. to do. I'm gonna show you what I can do. You know, I'm not gonna say too much of anything. If if we're hanging out and you you shit talking, I may shit talk a little bit. You know, just because that's what 
black men think is, is masculine or men in general think is masculine to be shit talking and everything. But after a while, I'm going to shut up. You know, and it's not because I'm a coward or anything. It's just because I know I want, I, I am going to want something else from this. Yeah, as black men, that's, that's, that's a, that, that's something that we've, uh, we, we look to as strength, being able to talk shit that's, that really doesn't wait too much. Like we sit on the corners and like, I'll be watching these debates where cats be debating for hours. I'm just like, what, what, what does it, what does that lead you? Like, nothing. does it put any money in your pocket? Nothing, like, nothing, bro. I be, cause I was around, man, I be around guys that be doing that and they be getting heated. Like they be arguing and I be looking like, all right. So after y'all say all this stuff and y'all nigga this and y'all nigga this and fuck this and y'all fuck that. After that, y'all spent two, three hours of doing that deal with. And and, and I'm, I'm gonna say this, and I know this is probably gonna get me in trouble. No, it ain't. Some people is uh outside my building, the uh, Hebrew Israelites congregate. Uh oh. And no disrespect, but when I look at them, I'd be like, first of all, it's it's thirty of y'all out here, which means that. If, if I came up with any hourly rate and I multiplied that times the four hours y'all are out here times 30, this money that's being lost, but y'all just standing out here trying to prove that y'all are the original Jews. And I, I get it, but it's just like, at the end of the day, does it get you anywhere? Even if you were the original Jew, does it get you anywhere? Love looking it. at looking at the conditions we're in now, if if you were to prove you were, would would your statue right now change? I would argue no. So you stood out there for four hours to do what? To gain maybe one follower, one new one new person into the fold. To bark barking at the moon. Ow. <laughs> barking at the moon. Barking at the wind. I've seen, it, I've seen them downtown in Chicago too, man. And I was walking by one day, you know, leaving work, summertime. I got my suit on and everything. I'm walking by. And he's like, like, like this one right here. He he thinks he's better than us. This old European Negro right here, whatever. They said that to you? Yeah. I just wow. I just looked at him when I got and, my lunch. Well, then when I got right. my lunch and I came back and the guy was saying, he's like, oh, now you return. So, so I, I was looking at him. I was like, when did your uh, religion start? And I just started asking questions. And then they started getting upset once I started asking questions. So I told the, told the guy that was getting in front of me and he was speaking lowly while the other guys were trying to bark at me and trying to make me right. feel like I was a chump or whatever. And he was in my face. I was like, I get what y'all doing. You all are in groups. So it sounds good when you start Absolutely. barking on a bunch of, when you bark Absolutely. on one person. Absolutely. But if I had 30 other guys with me from where I'm Absolutely. from, this would be Absolutely. something different. So the guy that was standing in front of me, he was he's like, I said, he's like, you lucky, uh, you lucky me and my brothers are out here. I'm sitting there while they barking on me. I'm going to him like, if I wasn't in his suit and I was dressed regular, you wouldn't even, y'all wouldn't even bother me. You wouldn't even bother me. And I told him, I promise you, if something was to go down, y'all would need the guns and the guns and ammo and the knives, and I wouldn't. I promise you that. I'm leaving work. I'm going back to I'm I'm going back to my office. 
and, and I'm about to go, I'm about to continue to work. Y'all st- sit here and y'all stand out here and all, stand out here and all this uh right uh, this uh silicone and vinyl clothing that right. you got on. Looking like looking like the Osley brothers. Like at any minute, I'm waiting for uh between the sheets to, to break out. Man, like- something, something. I'm I'm waiting for like Something to have him in a play. I'm waiting for a play to start or something. Y'all out here. Hey, I, I just think about the Isley brothers with all the tassels and yeah. the <laughs> crazy asses. But the, you know, the gold armbands. I, I I watched I watched them talk or I hear them talk, and it's just like I, I get it. Like you want to preach a certain message, but you know, to each his own. Right. Um, do you think that James Tony should have been a fighter that moved up to to uh, to to Heavyweight, or do you think he should have stayed at 168 or 175? I think in, in the, it was inevitable for him to just through through time as he gained more weight and just I, I think it was fine. I, I as long as his skill set carried upwards, I think he was fine. I, get, I, I hear that. I hear that. My only thing was that I would have liked to see a more in shape James Tony instead of a guy. I, that I just, just instead of a guy that just went and did sparring damn near every day of the week. I would have liked to see him just stay in shape. James yeah, Tony could have been something. He could have been. Excuse me. He could have been something wicked had he been in, in shape, you know, and and doing doing things the right way. I just don't think he had the discipline and the that it that it took to to become. A is he in the Hall of Fame? He should be. James Tony should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know any fighter that's knocked James James Tony out. Roy had him hurt though, right? Hurt. Roy, Roy knocked him down, didn't he? Knocked down. I'm talking about knocked out. No one knocked out James Tony. Yeah, and like now all the slurred speech and like. That's it's tough point. just seeing him like talking. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna need to do some research too because I think he's the only person who did the Philly Shell in close. <clears throat> he's the only one that did it in close. He's the only one I think that did it in close and will fight on the inside with the Philly Shell. I think he's the only one. Mm. I think I don't think there's any other fighter that did that in close. Floyd fought at a distance or when he was on the ropes or when he wanted to stand in the middle of the ring and he wanted to show you that he could block all the punches, but. I think James is the only person that would return fire and knew how to t- return fire properly because it was all based off the right hand, you know, for, for him. The hell was that? That's an uh, ambulance going by. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, so you had a cat. No, nah, they, they probably headed up to like the lake or something like that. Somebody probably done got a little crazy out there. That's why is I'm it kidding. in Chicago? Are cats really killing each other like that, or is it? That, no, it? it's a facade, man. Like, so I think I think it's all manufactured. I don't think it is as crazy as they're saying because when I walk outside, I, this is our thing. I live in a good area, right? So I'm not gonna get a lot of that unless they come over here and there's a clash. But for the most part, if you go in the southeast or west side of Chicago, there there are going to be hot spots because people are living in, in, under certain conditions. But for the most part, Chicago is not as violent as they as they make it out to be. And if it was, I would probably be walking around um, armed up. You know, like I wouldn't be walking around as normal as I do. And 
being as free as I, I, I as I like to be, there's no way I would be doing that if I knew Chicago was that bad. I probably would have been left too. So I don't think it's as bad as they make it out to be. But when you hear it, when you well, from the outside looking in, when you hear in today's news, 40 people were shot and killed. You go, damn, 40 people. And then they break it down. They go, 35 were hit, a couple wounded, and then one person died. You understand what I'm saying? Then they do that right. type of shit. So it's it's alarming when you hear it. And, and it makes you go, God damn, I don't want to go to Chicago. But it's not because there's too many places in Chicago to go and have a good time. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Like, if you don't, if you're not... If you're not trying to be familiar with that crowd, there's no reason for you to be even to even worry about it because you're not trying to be involved. Yeah, sometimes I think I think it's propaganda too. Like they're trying to. Mm-hmm. And, and and in certain cases, I know years and years ago, it was found out, or at least we we saw that there would be unmarked police cars that would go around a corner, shoot up a block. And then they would, you know, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. They would do stuff like that. They may deny it, but it, so it's like I heard something like that. Or they were like, they would, you would go to a block. It would just be like a box full of, full of guns. Well, no, I'm, I'm not speaking. That's happened too, where, where guns all of a sudden show up in the middle of the neighborhood. But um, there's situations where I've, I've heard and seen where guys have, have we've been talking about it and it's like an unmarked car walks goes through the neighborhood and you're unaware of who it is no one knows who this car is and you think it's the opposition the enemy mm-hmm. and the, the whole time is the police riding around an unmarked car shooting at these kids and, and getting these guys to go back and forth and start more shootings and everything like that so um there's it's, it's a lot of crazy stuff that be going on around here man but like I said, if you ain't trying to be involved in it, you have less of a chance to right. of anything happening. Like you're gonna have your incident, incident, your incidents. Like recently, a guy was downtown. No, not downtown. He was in the West Loop, and they shot. They shot up the place where he was in, in a nice in a in a nice area where the West Loop is. So um, that's because he may have had trouble with somebody, and they came and found mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? But um, it's 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 not, man. You can come to Chicago and have a really good ass time, especially during the summer. Right. Especially during the summer and fall, spring, summer, fall, the early parts of it. You can come in here, come here, have a really good time, and go home and be happy with uh right. with what you see and the thing, the sounds, the jazz, the festivals, things like that. Like you, you enjoy it, man. Like I don't, I tell people all the time, don't let what they put on the news mm-hmm. um, keep you from your curiosity and coming and enjoy this enjoy the city because it's a it's a great place i'm still here so it ain't it ain't that bad ain't that yeah bad. i've only been there once when uh your your sister graduated that's that's it yeah that was the only time no no time, that's the, only time that? I, that's the only time i've been to chicago in my life jeez man really that midwest upper region period man chicago man you can come here because you and the wife come here, or you, the wife and the kids, y'all come here and have a good time, bro. It, 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 it's, it's, it, it's easy to come here and have a good time. I know this whole COVID situation kind of changed the way people interact, but you can come here and have a really good time, cuz, and enjoy yourself. I swear you can. I'm so tired of this COVID shit, man. Man, it's too many places. It's too many places in the city to go eat and have a good time to not have a good time. Right. 
places in the suburbs and the city, all over. Like you, you can't help but enjoy yourself. Right. Yeah, if, I, I gotta get up. Gotta get up, man. If you were, if you were to box, cause what, what weight class would you have boxed at? Well, I did, I did box for like, say, I would say about three months, but I, I was back then, and I was hell, what one forty? So. That's what <laughs> lightweight, uh, super lightweight, right? No, that's junior, junior, junior welter. So yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, right now I'm, I'm 160, 165. I'm coming down. I'm at uh, I'm at one, one eighty two. I think. Okay. I was. So, on, yeah, I've, I've never been like a, a heavy dude at all. So. I didn't think I would get up this big because I got up to 191, 192, and I didn't expect expect to get that heavy. But um, I need even to now, this this is the most I've ever I weighed in my whole life, and that's at 165. I've oh. never weighed this much. Really? At 5'11". So I was always a skinny dude. Did you have you paid attention to the situation happened like a, a week or two ago with the uh, uh, the Michael Fox fight? Oh, so he was beating this guy ten out of the twelve rounds, and at the end I of the, saw that. Yeah, the WBA. I did, I did see that they robbed that kid, bro. Yeah. 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 Oh, over the years, man, I've seen some disgusting, disgusting uh, outcomes and the decisions and fights. And then you, That's, they went and checked the woman's Twitter and everything. She was calling Michelle Obama a monkey and all this other stuff. Right. Out and then her account got disabled at one point in time. I'm like, oh, what well, y'all knew what she was the whole time y'all was dealing with her. You ain't think at some point she was gonna let 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 the world know that she ain't give a fuck about black people or whatever. She has an agenda just like everybody. Listen, the WBA, everybody know that they 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 they're horrible. They got like 70 something belts. Is it right. 50, 60, 70 something fucking belts? Like, what do you need? A, you got a, a a champion, a regular champion, and a super champion. International. What do you need all that shit for? They were talking about that last night during the Cavalasas Ortiz fight. This cat was saying it. If you got a WBA belt, you need to throw it in the trash. All of them, all them fighters need to throw it in the trash because remember, you're paying the fees for holding on to these belts. Whether it's a platinum, a silver, a gold, international, whatever it is, you're paying for that belt. They give you fees to pay for these belts. And it shouldn't even be that many belts to begin with. But wait, wait, the fight compromise. So that had to be the zone, right? So yeah, that, that means it was Todd Grisham. Uh what's my man's name? The uh Mora, the Latin Snake. And then what's mm -hmm. the other guy's name? Um the guy who has an agenda. Todd Grisham has an agenda. And you mean the, the, com the commentators. Yeah. What's the other guy's name? He has an agenda. I, I forget. Too. Chris Chris Mannix, the motherfuckers got agendas. They definitely got agendas. When you're paying, when you're listening to them while they're, that's why I turn it off because you can specifically hear them when they're commentating that they have a, a specific agenda. Doing the JoJo Diaz Javier Fortuna fight, 
he was saying, you know who would be a good fight for Jojo Diaz after this? Ryan Garcia. Instead of saying the number one guy, Devin Haney, who has the belt and to get you the <laughs> ultimate payday, he said the next f- best fight for him would be Ryan Garcia. Is Ryan Garcia even fighting anymore anytime? No, so? he has mental health issues, I thought. I thought he I was going to mental- about. You're all on Twitter and you're all on uh, Aha. Instagram. You know what it's about. That dude, you got your shirt off. You the pretty boy. The girls love you. But hey, man, yeah, ba, ba, ba. you know what that's about, man. You the number one guy. What is it about? You know what it's about. He's the number one ranked guy for the WBC belt to fight Devin Haney. So you depressed because you got to fight Devin Haney? He ain't, he ain't depressed. That's his way of getting out of the fight. He ain't depressed. That's his way of getting I'm going to say I got mental I health was, issues. But he was on hot boxing talking about he knocks Devin Haney out in two rounds, right? Yeah, and then when they put that shit together, they said, all right, cool. There you go right there. No, he said he'd knock out Tank Davis in two rounds. Man, they're going to keep Tank Davis out of their mouth because. But remember, Tank made that fight on the podcast while he was talking. He said, all right, yeah. let's do it in May then. Let's do it in May. Stop talking. Let's do it in May. He said, fine, let's do it. All right. He ain't want that fight. That boy don't want to fight. He want to look pretty. He don't want to fight, man. He, I think he got social media mixed up with real life and boxing. Man, you better stay. Any, anybody out there, if you're listening, stay away from Tank Davis, man. The <laughs> ultimate the ultimate fight would be Devin Haney and, um, and Tank. That's, that's what it's going to come down to. Because Tank Davis knocks Devin Haney's I give it three rounds. I'm not even saying I, that I disagree with you, cuz. I'm not saying I, I disagree. I just believe that that is the ultimate fight. That's what they're going to wait. That's what they're going to wait out. Is Devin going to try to stand in there and, and, and exchange? I say over the next six months to a year, maybe a year and a half, in a year and a half, you're going to see a different Devin Haney. How, cuz? I'm not going to say nothing, but I'm usually right about this type of shit. I ain't gonna tell you on. I'm not gonna tell you on here, but if everything goes according to the plan, I, I believe in the next six months to a year, oh, a, a, a tiger doesn't change his stripes. Yeah, they, all of a sudden, don't. what he gonna he gonna grow another head? He gonna grow another uh, arm? No, it's all about what you do in in a, in a course of boxing. That's all. And his That's dad all. still training. His dad is his coach. His dad ain't his trainer. So you can have a trainer, but you can also have a strength and conditioning trainer. All right. You got Blu-ray? What Blu-ray? I don't, on? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there, but shout out to Blu-ray. But um Blu-ray put some gunpowder in his in his in his car flakes. No, nah, you ain't got to you ain't got to do that. <laughs> you ain't got to do that. You keep talking about this kid, man, but don't nobody want to fight him. I'll fight him. Yeah, bust your shit too. He a <laughs> fuck your ass. I'll be laughing the whole time. I be laughing so hard, like, cuz, move, move. It wouldn't be shit you could do with him, cuz. It wouldn't be shit you could do. Even, even if they told you to fight him with 12-ounce gloves on, it wouldn't be shit you could do with that kid. Yeah, I don't I don't see anything training. Train. You are what you are. Yeah, he is, but just wait. Just wait. Just wait. What did you think yeah. about what happened with um with Errol? It's it's a, it's just it's unfortunate, man. It's just an unfortunate uh chain of events. It's just it's unfortunate. It's just the, the opportunity that he had and the, the big payday. I hope it comes around again, but 
Do you think it stems from the accident? I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not sure how a retina tear could possibly. Um, but if it happened during the accident, why didn't they do the repair at the time when he was already messed up? They should have got it all fixed. That's what See, I was saying. That's what I was saying. I was like, there's no way you you let something like right. that linger for so long unless they told you it's nothing to worry about right now. Yeah. Because that's something you, that, that that does happen with athletes. They tell, oh, it won't affect you right now. Just like my wife's car just had to get it fixed. And they were like, well, um, she had an oily. So then we got to drop the transmission. So they're like, while we got the transmission down, you might as well do all this other stuff. So it's, it's if he's going to be laid up in the bed for six to eight months, just get it all fixed. But in boxing, I imagine retina tears are pretty prevalent. Uh, it happened with the uh, Margarito. Uh, what was that? It was a heavyweight that was in the early, mid 2000s. So that was pretty decent. I forget his name, but he, I think he has a retina tear. His eyes still fucked up. Sugar Ray Leonard had it. Yup, Sugar Ray. Yup. Margarito didn't move. And, and he was fighting Pacquiao. Pacquiao was fucking his ass up. And so was Shane Mosley. So he took some hell of five blows that night. He sure did, bro. He sure did. But man, that that you know what? And salute to Shane Mosley because that was a fight he could have called off. They went back and told him, hey, he he, he got hand wraps. He told him, I don't care what he got in his hand. Tell him to come in the ring. And then what he what he did to Cotto, man, I just I'm not I'm not I don't really believe in karma, but it just seems to be. <laughs> yeah, but I mean after that, we 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 didn't hear much of, of Margarito after that. Same way he with popped Tito. Up recently. Huh? I saw I saw I saw him. He was talking about um who who would win fights and everything like that. But yeah, he, he looks good, man. Yeah, he looked good. He looked like a OG. nice little uh nice little piece of arm candy. Yeah. Yeah, he looked good with the, with, look the, my man. with the salt and pepper going on. Yeah, man. I, I kind of like got my salt and pepper starting yeah. to pop a little bit. I wish I could grow facial hair. You can't grow no facial hair? At all. Oh, That's man. why I cut it off. If I could grow a beard, I would. Dude, my dad and my uncles were able to grow beautiful beards. My Man, I didn't start growing facial hair until I was a sophomore, a sophomore in college. Really? By that time, yeah. I, was trying not to, I was trying to cut it. So I had the shit. I had no facial hair whatsoever until I was a sophomore in college. So now it's all spotty. I look homeless. I'm <laughs> all you gotta do is just get you some trimmers and fuck around with it, and it, it might start. It might stimulate it to grow. That's I what I was told. It, That's what I was told. And my wife be buying me like <laughs> beard moisture. Just try to grow up, like, come on, man. That's right. grow a beard. You should tell him, come here. Mm. <laughs> I wish you was that easy, man. When you get married, it, it 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 goes the opposite. Unfortunately. 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 Who who uh? What's the top fight? What's the top fight that you wanted to see? Because I think the whole year has been shot, man. Like you said, the, the top fights, fight, the, the top fight uh, the that fight you I wanted to see this year, because so many of the fights that I wanted to see have just like been disrupted. Of course, I want to see Errol and uh, Bud. That's that's the fight I want to see. Yeah, I, but that ain't gonna happen. You say you, know, you think you don't think it'll ever happen? 
Not this year, probably not next year. I I would I would pay wherever the, I'm going to that fight. I am going to that fight. Wherever it is, I am there. I just want to <laughs> be there. <sighs> I'm there because I don't care how much it costs. I, I I'll pay to sit in the nose, please. I just want to I just want to be in the in the I just want to be there in the arena. Man, I, I would love to see that fight happen now, but I, I we I need to see how 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 healthy Errol is gonna be after this, man. I need to see who, who, who I need to see how he bounces there. back. Who else was out there that I that I that I want to see? I wouldn't mind seeing uh Harris and Charlo. Nah, we got to get past Castaño, man. He has to get past Castaño because he, of, he, that he, that was a draw. They they called it a, a draw on the first. He beats Castaño the next fight easily. He knocks Castaño out the next fight. Should have knocked him out the first fight. Yeah, some something was off with him, bro. I do, I think this is my guesstimation because I don't know. I'm not in anybody's corner, right? But it seems to me that he was expecting Castaño to take the power and go out from it, or just be worn down. And when it when that didn't happen. Castaño was always in front of him. Not he was stalking, but he wasn't necessarily learning landing the, the best amount of punches. Uh, but the pressure that he was able to give Mel just kept him from just kept him from coming forward. Cause because I never I seen just Mel, think, I just never seen Mel do that. Like just not not be in control like that. The only time I seen him do that was with with Tony Harrison. But he would gain a, he would gain it back. And then he would he would lose it again the same way he did with Castaño, and and the end it just costed him, man. I think I think he might have been trying to save his energy too because he was throwing so many shots trying to get the guy out of there that he's trying not to gas himself out. But I, even, I don't know, man. Even in the weigh-in, he looked he looked um uh emaciated. He looked. I don't know if he had to drop a lot of weight to, to uh, make the fight, but he so, something was off, man. And what I noticed about Jamel, he has, if you can put him on the back foot, he has trouble. If you can push him back. Yeah, and that's he what Castano did. He would push him to the ropes. So Tony pushed him back. Yeah. But to, Tony. That last couple man, of rounds, he let off. Damn it, man. I think his time might be almost up, cuz. It is. I think his time might be almost up. Because he's, what, 34, 35? The only guy I've seen do it it that long at one weight class and be great at it is, what, Marvin Hagler? And Bernardo Hawkins. Yeah, but Bernard moved up, man. Bernard went from middleweight to uh, light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. And Bernardo out here still looking 35, man. <laughs> yeah, that diet, man. That diet. He takes very good care of himself, which I'm not surprised about, you know. I, and he was at the fight last night, but like had a had a young tender with him too in the crowd. I'm like, look was at that, him, was that or was it his daughter? Could have been his daughter. Could have been one of his daughters, though. His daughter. I, I I'm not really sure how many kids he has, but. Uh, I turned away from that fight, man. I was like, uh, yeah. after like the third round, the was the 
second or third round? Because the first round was like a firefight. They came he out. Had Ortiz. He had Ortiz kind of yeah. buzzed a little bit. Yeah, he did. He did. Kavalashis looked like he got a lot of like like a lot of muscle too, man. Yep. Look like he got a lot of muscle. And that is not good. That's not good. But yeah, who, who else would I like to see? Uh I, I would like to see the, the Ryan Garcia's, the Devin Haney's, the I will I would want to throw Tank Davis in there, but man, nobody's beating Tank Davis. You got no to, cuz. You got to because that's the same weight class. They all in the same weight class. How you gonna not throw them in there? Because Ortiz is in that class too, right? No, Virgil Ortiz is one four seven. Okay, so he's Welter. I want to see Fury versus Wilder, man. Oh, we. I believe he's gonna pull out again. Fury's gonna pull out again. I believe he'll pull out again. The jigs up. Jigs up. I think he'll pull out again. I don't think he might. Man, you think Mark Breland really like? And I think you and I have talked about this. You you think Mark Breland really like spiked the dude's water? It ain't necessarily got to be Mike Breland, Mark Breland that did it, but somebody did something to that man water. Something, something is wrong in that in that whole situation. And I and I'm gonna say this: I don't know who did what, but I, I I don't think. Deontay's Deontay Wilder's corner was in full control of everything around him that was going on. Someone should have been there to take care of the water. Someone should have been there to take care of watching the hands get wrapped. It should have been everybody designated for something. And I I can't say it. Uh, pardon me if I'm out of order for saying it, but there should have been people designated for each job. But in the I, end, I just, he got his ass whooped. I right? think he lost. I I just think he lost. But he just looked weird that the whole that he didn't look weird to you from the from the moment the bell rung like he just didn't look weird. His his leg like after round two his legs were shot. But why? When have you ever seen him look like that? It's like he when he got caught in the when he got hit in the ear. I think that that threw his equilibrium off, and I'm not sure if he ever recovered. But his. His after the second, third round, dude, his legs were his legs were shot. And he was just, oh, it could be again, back to the King's disease, the, the money. He got the well, he talked about that. Bentley he, did, he, he did an interview about that. He said, uh, instead of relying on the skill set that they built me up to have, I relied on the power because I was so used to just knocking guys out. So what was the whole point of working out and everything? When I already knew what I was going in there to do, he spoke on that. He spoke on that about a few months ago. But I think I told someone it would take 16 months to get him in a position where he could fight the correct way. And I think the more that they let him do that. Which, which behooves me. It's like a, a, a basketball player that, that can't go left. And you know that. And the whole time you. You're his trainer or his coach, and you spend no time working on the left hand. Get him in the championship game, and they they shut him shut him off going right. But if you done. and the coach really don't get along, though, if who if who and the coach doesn't get 
you get along. Whoever in the coach just doesn't get along. What if y'all don't? Some, somebody has to take a leader uh, position of leadership and, and make the calls to get rid of those people, even when it's not the popular or, or comfortable thing to do. That That's part of being a leader. What if Mark Breland was the problem? You got to get... You got to get rid of him. Now he looks like he wants to train. Deontay Wilder looks like he wants to train. He looks like he wants to be told what to do. He looks like he wants to be taught. After you get lost, after you lose, and you're humble now, and you can, you can, you you're able to listen. When you're at the top, and can't anybody tell you what to do, and you won't listen to instruction, man, uh, uh, losing. Sometimes, man, losing is very powerful. It is sometimes losing losing is just as powerful as winning. Yeah, it can make you into a better person or worse. Absolutely. Sometimes, man, losing is the best thing that can happen to you. I just want to see that fight. I think it'll be a different Deontay Wilder. I agree. I think he knocks uh Tyson Fury out handily, but I'm 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 torn. I'm I'm a, let me let me go back on that. I'm kind of 50-50 because. A lot of times, when when faced with adversity, you revert 